yell as when by night and negligence the fire is spied in populous cities. What ho! Brabantio! Signor Brabantio! Ho! What ho! Brabantio! Ho! Thieves! Thieves! Look your house, your daughter, and your bags! Thieves! Thieves! What is the reason of this terrible summons? What is the matter there? Signor, is all your family within? Are your doors locked? Why? Wherefore ask you this? Sir, you are robbed. For shame, put on your gown. Your heart is burst. You have lost half your soul. Even now, now, very now, an old black ram is tapping your white you. Arise, arise, awake the snorting citizens with a bell, or else the devil will make a grandsire of you. Arise, I say. What? Have you lost your wits? Most reverend senor, do you know my voice? Not I. What are you? My name is Roderigo. Oh, what, sir, welcome. I have charged thee not to haunt about my doors. In honest plainness thou hast heard me say, my daughter is not for thee. Sir! And now in madness, being full of supper and distempering draughts, upon malicious knavery dost thou come to start my choir. Sir! But sir. thou must needs be sure, my spirit and my place have in them power to make this bitter to thee. Patience, good what sir! What tells thou me of robbing? This is Venice. My house is not a grave. Most brave Babancho, in simple and pure soul I come to you. Sir! You are one of those that will not serve God if the devil bid you. Because we come to do you service and you think we are ruffians, you'll have your daughter covered with a barbary horse. You'll have your nephews neighed to you. You'll have courses for cousins and genets for Germans. What profane wretch art thou? I am one, so they come to tell you your daughter and the moor are making the beast with two backs. Thou art a villain! You are a senator. This thou shalt answer. I know thee, Rodrigo. Sir, I will answer anything. But I beseech you, if it be your pleasure and most wise consent, as I partly find it is that your fair daughter at this hot even and dull watch of the night, transported with no worse nor better guard, but with a knave of common hire, a gondolier, to the gross clasps of a lascivious moor, if this be known to you in your allowance, we then have done you bold and saucy wrongs. But if you know not this, my manners tell me we have your wrong rebuke. Do not believe that from the sense of all civility I thus would play and trifle with your reverence. Your daughter, if you have not given her leave, I say again, hath made a gross revolt, tying her duty, beauty, wit and fortunes in an extravagant and wheeling stranger of here and everywhere. Strength, satisfy yourself. If she be in her chamber or your house, let loose on me the justice of the state for thus deluding you. Strike on the tinder hole! Give thee a tabar! Call up all my people! This accident is not unlike my dream. Belief of it oppresses me already. Light, I say! Light! Farewell, for I must leave you. It seems not meet nor wholesome to my place to be produced, as if I stay I shall against the moor. For I do know the state, however this may gall him with some check, cannot with safety cast him, for he's embarked with such loud reason to the Cyprus wars, which even now stands in act, that for their souls, another of his father, they have none to lead their business, in which regard, though I do hate him as I do hell pains, 
Yet for necessity of present life, I must show out a flag and sign of love, which is indeed but sign that you shall surely find him. Lead to the secretary, the raise it search, and there will I be with him. So farewell. It is too true an evil. Gone she is. And what's to come of my despise at time is naught but bitterness. Now, Rodrigo, where dost thou see her? Oh, unhappy girl, with the moor, sayst thou? Who would be your father? How dost thou know twas she? Oh, she deceives me, past thought. What said she to you? Get more tapers! Raise all my kindred! Are they married, think you? Truly, I think they are. Oh, heaven, how got she out? Oh, treason of the blood. Fathers from hence, trust not your daughter's minds by what you see them act. Is there not charms by which the property of youth and maidhood may be abused? Have you not read, Roderigo, of some such thing? Yes, sir, I have indeed. Call up my brother! Oh, would you had had her! Some one way, some another! Do you know where we may apprehend her on the moor? I think I could discover him if you please to get good guard and go along with me. Pray you lead on. At every house I'll call, I may command at most. Get weapons there! And raise some special officers of might! On, good Rodrigo, I'll deserve your pains. Though in the trade of war I have slain men, yet do I hold it very stuff the conscience to do no contrite murder. I lack iniquity sometimes to do me service. Nine or ten times I thought of yucked him here under the ribs. It is better as it is. Nay, but he prated and spoke such scurvy and provoking terms against your honor that with the little godliness I have, I did full hard forbear him. But I pray you, sir, are you fast married? Be assured of this, that the Magnifico is much beloved and hath in his effect a voice potential as double as the Duke's, he will divorce you, or put upon you what restraint or grievance the law, with all his might to enforce it on, will give him cable. Let him do his spite. My services, which I have done the scenery, shall out-tongue his complaints. Tis yet to know, which when I know that boasting is an honor, I shall promulgate. I fetch my life and being from men of royal siege. And my demerit may speak unbonneted to as proud a fortune as this that I have reached. For no, Iago, but that I love the gentle Desdemona, I would not my unhoused free condition put into circumscription and confine for the sea's worth. But look, what lights come yon? Those are the raised father and his friends. You were best go in. Not I. I must be found. My parts, my title, and my perfect soul will manifest me rightly. Is it they? By Janus, I think no. The servant of the dukes, and my lieutenant. The goodness of the night upon you, friends. What is the news? The duke does greet you, general, and he requires your haste, post-haste appearance even on the instant. What is the matter, think you? Something from Cyprus, as I may divine. It is a business of some heat. The galleys have sent a dozen secret messengers this very night at one another's heels. And many of the consuls raised and met are at the dukes already. You have been hotly called for. When being not at your lodging to be found... The Senate hath sent about three several quests to search you out. It is well I am found by you. I will but spend a word here in the house and go with you. Ancient, what makes he here? Faith, he tonight hath boarded a land, Carrick. <laughs> if it prove lawful prize, he's made forever. I do not understand. He's married. To who? 
Married to... Uh, come, Captain, will you go? Stop with you. Here comes another troop to seek for you. Orbancio. General, be advised. He comes to bad intent. Hold up. Stand there. Senor, it is the law. Down with him, please. You, Rodrigo, come, sir. I'm for you. Keep up your bright swords, or the Jew will rush them. Good, senor. You shall more command with years than with your weapon. Oh, thou foul thief. Where hast thou stowed my daughter? Damned as thou art, thou hast enchanted her, for I'll refer me to all things of sense. If she in chains of magic were not bound, whither a maid so tender, fair, and happy, so opposite to marriage, that she shunned the wealthy, curly darlings of our nation, would ever have to incur a general mock, run from her guardage to the sooty bosom of such a thing as thou, to fear, not to delight, Judge me the world, if tis not gross incense that thou hast practiced on her with foul charms, abused her delicate youth with drugs or minerals that weaken motion. I'll have it disputed on, tis probable and palpable to thinking. I therefore apprehend and do attach thee for an abuser of the world, a practiser of arts inhibited and out of warrant. Lay hold upon him. If he do resist, subdue him at his bed. Hold your hands, both you of my inclining and the rest. Were it my cue to fight, I should have known it without a prompter. Where will you that I go to answer this, your charge? To prison, till fit time of law and course of direct session call thee to answer. What if I do obey? How may the Duke be therewith satisfied, whose messengers are here about my side upon some present business of the state to bring me to him? Tis true, most worthy senior. The Duke's in council, and your noble self, I'm sure, is sent for. How? The Duke in council at this time of the night? Bring him away. Mine's not an idle cause. The Duke himself or any of my brothers of the state cannot but feel this wrong as to their own. For if such actions may have passage free, bond slaves and pagans shall our statesmen be. There is no composition in this news that gives them credit. Indeed, they are disproportioned. My letters say 107 galleys. And mine 140. And mine 200. But, but though they jump not on a just account, as in these cases where the aim reports tis off to difference, yet do they all confirm a Turkish fleet and bearing up to Cyprus. Nay, it is possible enough to judgment. I do not so secure me in the error, but the main article I do approve in fearful sense. What ho! A messenger oh, no. from the galleys. Now, what's the business? The Turkish preparation makes for Rhodes. Oh. So has been reported to the state by Senior Angelo. How say you by this chain? This cannot be by no assay of reason. Tis a pageant to keep us in false gaze when we consider the importance of Cyprus to the Turk. And let ourselves again but understand that as it more concerns the Turk than Rhodes, so may he with more facile question bear it. For that it stands not in such warlike brace, but altogether lacks the abilities that Rhodes is dressed in. If we make thought of this, we must not think the Turk is so unskillful to leave that latest which concerns him first, neglecting an attempt of ease and gain to wake and wager a danger profitless. Nay, in all confidence, he's not for Rhodes. Here is more news. The Ottoman reverend and gracious, steering with due course toward the Isle of Rhodes, have there enjointed them with an after fleet. Ah, so I thought. How many, as you guess? Of thirty sail. 
And now they do re-stem their backward course, bearing with frank appearance their purposes toward Cyprus. Signor Montano, your trusty and most valiant servitor, with his free duty, recommends you thus and prays you to believe. Deserting then for Cyprus. Marcus Lucicos, is he not in town? He's now in Florence. Write from us to him. Post, post haste, dispatch. Here comes Provencio. And the valiant poor. Valiant, Othello. We must treat him for you against the general enemy Ottoman. I did not see you. Welcome, gentle senor. We lacked your counsel and your help tonight. So did I yours. Could your grace pardon me? Neither my place nor aught I heard of business hath raised me from my bed, nor doth the general care take hold on me. For my particular grief is of so floodgate and all-bearing nature that it engluts and swallows other sorrows, and it is still itself. Why, what's the matter? My daughter... Oh, my daughter. I, to me, she is abused, stolen from me, and corrupted by spells and medicines bought of mountebanks. For nature, so preposterously to her, being not deficient, blind, or lame of sense, sans witchcraft could not. Where he be that in this foul proceeding hath thus beguiled your daughter of herself and you of her, the bloody book of law you shall yourself read in the bitter letter after your own sense. Yea, though our proper son stood in your action. Humbly I thank your grace. Here is the man. This moor, whom now it seems your special mandate for the state affairs hath hither brought. We are very sorry for it. What in your own part can you say to this? Nothing, but this is so. Most potent, grave and reverend seniors. My very noble and approved good masters. That I have ta'en away this old man's daughter, it is most true. True, I have married her. The very head and front of my offending hath this extent no more. Rude am I in my speech, and little blessed with a soft phrase of peace. For since these arms of mine had seven years pith, Till now some nine moons wasted, they have used their dearest action in the tented field. And little of this great world can I speak more than pertains to feats of broil and battle. And therefore, little shall I grace my cause in speaking for myself. Yet, by your gracious patience, I will a round, unvarnished tale deliver of my whole course of love. What drugs, what charms, what conjuration, and what mighty magic. For such proceedings am I charged with her. I won his daughter. Her maiden never bold, of spirit so still and quiet that her motion blushed at herself. And she, in spite of nature, of years, of country, credit, everything, to fall in love with what she feared to look on? It is a judgment maimed and most imperfect that will confess perfection so could err against all rules of nature, and must be driven to find out practices of cunning hell why this should be. I therefore vouch again that with some mixtures powerful o'er the blood, or with some dram conjured to this effect, he wrought upon her. To vouch this is no proof without more wider and more over-test than these thin habits and poor likelihoods of modern seeming do prefer against him. But a fellow speak. Did you by indirect and forced causes?